What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Main Event Heat Podcast. I am your host, Rob Weathers. Feeling a little bit better this week. We're going to go ahead and get into this one as quick as we can because this is going to be a pretty long episode. We're doing a watch-along for the last episode of Championship Wrestling from Atlanta to emanate from Center Stage. After we filmed two sets of tapings at Center Stage, we moved to another venue. This episode that we're about to play, this is episode number nine on YouTube. This is the last episode emanating from one of the most famous venues in all of Atlanta, one of my personal favorite venues to ever be in, let alone as a worker, but as a fan. So if you would like to watch along, go ahead and go to Championship Wrestling from Atlanta, presented by Car Shield number nine on YouTube. It'll be a part of the Championship Wrestling from Memphis YouTube channel. Go ahead, take a second to pull that up and whenever you guys are ready I'm going to go ahead and hit play this is a 50 minute episode if you if you've got it pulled up on your screen right now you can see 50 minutes and 48 seconds I'm going to go ahead and hit play on this so we can get this episode rolling and I'm going to do that in three two one here we go little intro by Dave Marquez there at the beginning. You know, before I ever met Dave Marquez, I was like, there's no way he actually talks like that. But no, that's exactly what his voice sounds like. It fucked me up. Marty Bell and Aria Davari right here at the beginning. I, uh... For this set of tapings, I actually part of part of what I do with Championship Wrestling, kind of how I wound up getting a part of the company to begin with, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit more detail as this goes on. But I, I offered to help in any way that I possibly could, and a lot of what they needed was, hey, we need somebody to do airport runs. So what uh, what kind of got my foot in the door was picking up people up picking people up from the airport. Excuse me. And uh, I that last set of tapings at at center stage, I got Aria, Tony Nice, and Marina Shafir. Uh, Aria is a really nice guy. If anybody was curious, <clears throat> he's got AC Mac in the frame right now. These guys are going to be in the main event for this episode. It's so weird that Aria Davar is the heel here. And AC Max the face because if you watch either one of them on any other show, it's the complete opposite. Okay, well, didn't really get a chance. I wanted to get this started as quick as we possibly could because, like I said, this is a 50-minute episode. I do not want an episode of Main Event Heat to go over an hour, so we're, we're kind of moving right here. But a lot of what we're going to talk about in this episode is, is how I got involved with championship wrestling uh, as... I'm sure a lot of you guys know now because I unfortunately feel like I name drop him on like every episode. Ziggy Dice is a good friend of mine. Whenever this promotion got announced, basically all that was really known was it was Dave Marquez running this promotion. Obviously, it's a part of his United Wrestling Network. And pretty much the only person he really had on board in the beginning was Ziggy Dice. And me and Ziggy were riding to a show together one day and he was talking about being a part of this and... And I told him, I said, hey, if there's ever anything I can do, which leads to 
like I mentioned earlier, you know, whenever, how I got my foot in the door was helping out with airport runs, you know, and now I help them out with music production. So if, if you if you want to get into the music business, the best thing I can tell you is to find a promotion near you and just offer help. You know, you don't necessarily have to know somebody, but it helps. It definitely does help. Uh, Ryan Rembrandt making his way to the ring right now. This is Ryan Rembrandt versus Ashton Starr. This episode that we're watching, this is number nine. This is the last episode that emanates from Center Stage. We moved to the Space Event Center in Norcross, Georgia, uh, the month after this, being this month, November. Those episodes have not aired yet. By the time this episode actually comes out, because Main Event Heat comes out on Mondays, by the time this comes out, the first episode from Norcross will have aired on YouTube. So, But as I'm recording this, it hasn't aired yet. But I just think Ryan Rembrandt's hating that robe off. This was my first show on music. And I was so fucking nervous, guys. It it really scared the shit out of me because I had I had no experience doing anything like that, right? Like the only stuff I've ever really done at wrestling shows has been on camera work. And They've got me doing the music, which you think is simple, right? It sounds simple. Like, oh, you're just pressing play and pressing stop, right? Nah, kind of. You know, you've got you've to gotta take directions. I've got headset on. I've got Dave Marquez feeding me directions, so I have to go when he says go, stop when he says stop. You can't just turn the song off. You've got to fade it, but you got to fade it perfectly. I was, getting, I was getting a couple of notes on my fading in the first few matches because I wasn't doing it worth a shit. I was also working on my Chromebook, which... I was scared shitless was just going to crash mid-show because all of the songs, I'm playing them all off of Dropbox. Uh, Johnny LaQuasta, the play-by-play commentator for Championship Wrestling, as you can see in the shot right now, Johnny is also one of the producers of the show. And he uh, he sends me the Dropbox link, the Dropbox, uh, Dropbox, easy for me to say, link. And uh, the first few times I tried to open on my Chromebook, it kept crashing the whole thing. And I was scared shitless. I was like, fuck, this is what I've got to do the music with tonight. Uh, luckily, nothing happened during the show. Everything worked perfectly fine. I let I gave everything a minute to load before using it, so it worked out. But what sucked was I wasn't actually in Gorilla with everybody. If you're watching this right now, the hard cam shot, which we're, we, uh, we were, we were just looking at a hard cam shot. The hard cam is sitting on the stage. At center stage, if you go to like a Ring of Honor or NXT show at center stage, they usually come out on the stage. That's they use the stage as an entrance ramp. Championship Wrestling, we were not doing that. We were using the staircases underneath the seats as the entrance. So we had the stage was where the hard cams were set up, and I was up on the stage. So I've got heads, I've got headset on. I'm not actually in Gorilla with the other producers and with Dave directing. So that just made me even more nervous. Like, I, I wish I could be actually in there with them. I was in Gorilla whenever we moved to the Space Event Center in Norcross, but I was on the whole other side of the room, and I didn't have a headset. And whenever Dave is in a good mood, he doesn't yell very loud, so I couldn't hear him sometimes whenever he would give me music direction, so I was relying on the other producers to relay it to me, which they weren't always great about. But, you know, a, a big reason why I wanted to do this watch-along, once again, I gotta apologize for just getting into this as fast as I did, but one of the reasons I really wanted to do this watch-along is because, for me, as a wrestling fan, let alone a wrestling fan that lives in it, near Atlanta, 
Center stage is, that's basically the be-all, end-all for me. I remember the first time I ever went to center stage was for a Ring of Honor Saturday night pay-per-view. And it was just such a blast. It The room has so much history in it. Uh, for any of you WCW fans, you know that this is where they ran Saturday night for a very long time. Just uh, Jim Crockett promotions. Just center stage is, it's, it is a wrestling venue. There's all, they have concerts and I've seen a comedy show at Center Stage before, but if you ask me, Center Stage is a wrestling venue, and 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 this promotion running Center Stage, I I wanted everything to do with that. Not only one because this is a TV show. Let's keep in mind, yes, this episode is is on YouTube. As to where all the episodes are on YouTube, that's just for the national distribution. These episodes also air locally here in Atlanta on Peachtree TV. So this is a big deal. There's a lot of money behind the show. You see those those car shield uh, prints all over that canvas. And Stash and Star with the moonsault with the win right there. But you see those car shield logos all over the uh, all over the canvas. And that's that brings in a lot of money. This is a big money production, guys. Being backstage at one of these championship shows, man, it's opened my eyes to a, a lot of what professional wrestling has to offer for sure. Music sounds good. I'm doing a pretty good job so far. I don't think I fucked anything up really bad. It's okay, so I fucked up one time. All right, great. We're going into a commercial break. Perfect. So um, I fucked up one time on music. So for any of you guys that, that aren't aware how Championship Wrestling films their, their episodes, basically we do four weeks in one day. So the show's about four hours long, which is grueling. By the time we get to like 15 matches in, we're all like, fucking shoot me. It's, it's such a long day. And uh, it, during the dark match, we had one dark match before the show started, which by the way, I didn't know about until about 10 minutes before the show started, I get a call from Johnny in, in uh, gorilla position telling me, hey, we got these two guys here. We're going to throw them in a dark match. And I had to go on YouTube and find some music for them. But uh, I fucked up music in that match because I did not know that Dave was going to tell me when to play everybody's music. I thought that he was going to like expect me to know when to do it. So I was just kind of going with my gut. So I waited to play. I, I, I played the second guy's music before Dave said anything. And he yelled. He said, don't fucking play nothing until I tell you. And I just kind of sat there quietly. And like two seconds later, he goes, now you can play it. <laughs> Levi Shapiro and Howdy Price there with Dustin Starr. Love Levi Shapiro. Love Howdy Price. Howdy Price, I, I spent a lot of time hanging out with him backstage before this show. Very nice guy. Howdy Price, can't say enough nice things about him. Levi Shapiro, super nice guy as well. Really, really cool. Um, I think he's doing a great job as that United Wrestling TV champion. I hope we get him back here in Atlanta soon. He's He's great. Dustin Starr, kind of a cartoon. <laughs> I've never, I haven't really had much in the way of conversations with Dustin, but he seems like a nice enough guy. But like, watch him. Look at him right now. He looks like a fucking cartoon, doesn't he? I love that laugh.
God, I love that giggle so much. Yeah, that that's the most toned down I've ever seen Dustin in one of these backstage interviews. Because he fucking, like, I sometimes I'll watch him and I'm like, he's like a cartoon that came to life. Like, nothing against him. I'm, I'm not saying that to sound like an asshole in any way, shape, or form. Just, that's, it's kind of that, it's that, like, 80s style of wrestling that... Dave Marquez really loves, like, this day, before we started, before, right before we opened the doors for this show, Dave, we, we had it, we had a, uh, a meeting, all right here, if, if the left side of the ring, uh, we all stood, uh, Dave and the other producers stood on the left side of the ring, the rest of us were all sitting in the seats, and Dave told everybody that if, uh, you know, if it looks like 1986 in here, I'm happy. And that's, you know, that's that's very much that style that him and a lot of the people that are, you know, a big part of the United Wrestling Network, they they love that shit. You know, not necessarily my thing, I'm going to be honest with you. Speaking of cartoons, look at these guys, Beef Candy. Look at these guys. That guy's hair goes nowhere. Neither does the other guys. You know, there's some, there's some, there's some audio issues for sure on the editing here, and that's been a common theme. I hope that, uh, I hope that they get better with the the Norcross tapings. But yeah, whenever people are coming out, like you can't, you can only really hear. Sometimes you can really only hear the ring announcer, but you can't hear the commentators, or you can't hear the entrance music, or whatever. It's. I hope that gets fixed. But you know, there's a lot of people learning on the job here. But Beef Candy, I watch those guys. For hours before the show, coming in and out of the locker room, like the the guy that's on the outside right now, the amount of times that I saw him come in that locker room and would just like just slightly touch up his hair, it just the amount of time these guys spent on their looks kind of made me uncomfortable. I was like, "What? This is so weird." These guys, I was like, "I wonder if they can even wrestle," because like they were just playing with their fucking hair all day before the show. But these guys can't work. They they definitely can't work. They did a good job. But, uh, you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover. I was judging the fuck out of these books way before this show started. <laughs> Going for a middle rope attack right there. I like that. I actually like that backslide leg drop move that they do. That's actually really cool. You know, it's just simple stuff like that that, you know, you, I kind of wish more people would do. You'll notice something, you know, I want to... I want to try to I want to try to talk about some of the backstage stuff. You know, I want to talk about my 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 vantage point personally, my perspective being on production, um, but without going into any details that I shouldn't be. So I'm like I'm being careful. I'm picking and choosing what I what I am and am not talking about. But uh, one thing that I will bring up, you'll notice watching this episode. If you did not notice it in the first match, you might not be personally looking for it. But once I say this, you're going to notice it for the rest of these matches. There's a lot of hard cam footage. There is an awful lot of hard cam footage. See, like right now, like the entire time I've been saying that, this has all been one single camera. We moved to the other hard camera. We've got two hard cameras, one on top of the other. The last like minute has been nothing but hard cam footage. And the reason for that is we had two guys on the outside of the ring, camera three and camera four. And, uh, they were having a rough night, you know. They they just couldn't get where Dave wanted them to get. 
I've I've got the headset on. I'm hearing for four hours straight, Dave is just cussing their fucking names. Fuck you, camera three. Jesus fucking Christ, camera four. Where'd you learn how to shoot? Oh my God, it was rough. It was, it was something. We got a good shot right here, though. But now we're back to hard cam. But yeah, this, you'll notice it for the rest of the show now. There is an awful lot of hard cam footage. I think at one point, I heard Dave scream out a number like, I've got 25,000 worth of fucking hard cam footage on this show. And it's just making me nervous because this is my first time on music. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to tell you. I straight up, I fucking had a panic attack by the time the show started because I was just, I'm, I'm in new territory. This is television. This is not some fucking indie show. This is a TV show, and I don't want to fuck up. I'm scared. I'm terrified of fucking up, and I'm not in gorilla with everybody else, so I'm scared shitless. And even though I'm not necessarily fucking up, I'm hearing all these other guys getting yelled at, and it's making me fucking nervous. <laughs> The Rapture, uh, I think these are guys that are kind of getting positioned as maybe the top heel tag team in championship or, or, or up there for sure because they've been a part of a lot of our shows. They might have been. I think they actually were on all three of our tapings. We had them in Norcross recently. The show in Norcross recently, we actually we didn't have as big of a crew as we normally have. Uh, we didn't have as many matches as we normally have. We didn't have, definitely did not have the big names like we normally have. We, you know, the first set, the, these center stage shows, we had a uh, multiple ex-WWE stars on each night. I don't think we had any ex-WWE stars in Norcross. Well, we had Marina Shafir. We, we're, we're doing stuff with Marina for sure. We're, we're definitely setting her up with a program right now in championship. I think I think the plan is probably I know if, if you watch uh actually I think when you watch this episode, I think you see what the plan is for Marina going forward. So I'm not gonna say it yet. I'm not gonna say it yet. But uh eh, that was that could have been a clean looking DDT, but didn't exactly uh as we say didn't exactly get all of it. <laughs> Alyssa was so proud of that one. You know, um, I'll tell you something, working with these guys, you know, as a, as a commentator, I, I pay way closer attention to the commentary team now than I used to. Oh, Infamy making their way out to the ring. I pay more attention to commentary now than I ever used to. And I've got to say, you know, Johnny, the, the lead play-by-play -play here, that dude's good. That dude's really, really good. I like Alyssa, too. Uh, I, th I think she's very solid at, at that, like, analyst-type role. But as far as being a play-by-play -play go, Johnny's Johnny's great. He really is. And that's a three-count after a little bit of an infamy distraction on the outside. First person I saw whenever I got to the building, actually, I pull into the parking garage under center stage. Right behind me was, uh, was the infamy guys, and Joe Asa gets out of the car. I haven't seen him since June during that – big three-day tour with Lariato, and he, he you know, I, I guess he realized it was my car, and he gets out of the car and just runs over to me and gives me a hug <laughs> as the first guy I saw get into, the, get into the building. That's always a nice way to start your day. You know, if anything, like, I, I think I've said this before, you know, a lot of times my favorite part about doing these shows is just getting to see my friends, you know, just getting to, just getting the brother around backstage is, 
it feels great, you know. Whenever I'm, I moved to Atlanta just a few years ago, didn't really have a lot of friends moving out here. So getting to be a part of this industry, I've, I've made a lot of great friends. So it's always great to see everybody. Marty Bell and Brooke Havoc backstage. For any of you guys that uh, are aware, Brooke Havoc had a pretty nasty injury recently. I think she might have. I think she tore her ACL and her MCL or something like that. But uh, she's got a GoFundMe set up. Uh, if any of you guys follow her on Twitter or anything, you've probably seen it. If you if you have the ability and if you're a fan of Brooke Havoc, I, I highly recommend donating to it. But uh, this is it's a rough business. A rough promo. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think Brooke is great. I think she's. I think she's. She's really. She's learned a lot in the short time that she's been a wrestling. But uh, this promo is not exactly the greatest. Well, she made it through the whole thing, at least. I think Marty was impressed. She made it through the whole thing too. Swoggle claws, Memphis wrestling. Oh shit. Jesus, guys, do I need to go up to Memphis on the 28th? I want to see Swaggle. <laughs> Turn this down a little bit. This was a week ago, guys. What are you... <laughs> Hell, this premiered on November 14th. What the fuck? Why are you showing Full Gear? <laughs> Come watch Full Gear. It happened last night. <laughs> oh, that's right. Memphis had a, uh, had a Halloween show and Boogeyman was there. I wouldn't mind going up to one of these these Memphis shows. This is a real small room that they run. And that's definitely looks like one of the bigger crowds they've had in a while there in Memphis. Yeah, I uh as as you guys have probably noticed if you're watching this on YouTube, they uh they have all of these shows, the the Atlanta and the Memphis shows are all on the Championship Wrestling from Memphis account. I think they even have some of the other UWM primetime stuff on this account. I don't know if this is just the only YouTube account that they have set up or what, but kind of odd that they didn't give Atlanta their own YouTube account. But I guess, I mean, you know, this, let's see, this, yeah, they've got over 15,000 subscribers. I can understand not wanting to start from scratch. So for everybody that's, you know, watching these episodes like this, this is episode nine, but for me, five, six... Was it five, six, seven, eight, nine? No, six, seven, eight, nine. Six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that sounds right. So six, seven, eight, nine are all the same night. Um, and by this point, we're probably. You know what? I've got the run sheet in here somewhere. I can actually tell you where we are. Is this it? Yeah, I've got. So, oh man, this is fantastic. So I actually have the run sheet from this episode right here next to me. Uh, let's see. So this match, Marina Shafir, Brooke Havoc. This is match number 18 of 21, which we actually had. This isn't counting the dark match. I had to write the dark match on the top of this. Um, so that definitely, that technically made it 22 matches. But of, of television matches that we filmed, this is 18 of 21. Yeah, so the second sheet that I've got, I've got two sheets right here. Second sheet is is five matches. They're all this episode. Oh, no, 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 they're not. Four of these matches are this episode. The second to last match was Effie versus Andy Brown. 
which was the main event for episode one, but we had to film it late because Effie was late getting to the venue. I think he was uh, flying in from another gig. Yeah, this is... I'm glad I kept this. I, I think I've got the run sheet from from uh, this month's tapings as well, but it's I, I like keeping these. I like checking off the matches as we're done with them. Uh, just helps me focus throughout the night, helps me know where I'm at. Yeah, 21 fucking TV matches. It says on here, total match time, 152 minutes. It was a lot fucking more than that. <laughs> it was a lot fucking more than that. 152 minutes, yeah, because I think we started filming at 7.30. I didn't get out of my seat till after 11. So, whew, we went for a while. Marina wearing her down for that big hip toss. Marina Shafir probably could beat you with a hip toss. You know, she's she's tough. Big MMA background before getting into professional wrestling. Yeah, like I said at the top of this, I for this taping I had to pick up Marina, Aria Davari, and Tony Nice from the airport and drive them to the venue. Uh all three of them very nice if you were if you were interested. Um Marina, you know, is very interesting getting to talk with her. She uh I love her mindset right now. She's really trying to give this wrestling thing everything that she's got right now. Uh, you know, I think she knows that that run, if you can call it that, that she had in WWE really didn't benefit much of anybody. And I think she's trying to do everything that she can to prove that she actually, she can actually wrestle and she's doing everything to prove that, you know, she wants to be a part of this. I think she's doing a great job. I think, uh, you know, she filmed two matches on this set of tapings. She filmed another match in Norcross against Savannah Evans that can't wait for you guys to see. That was that was a banger. She's got a very unique offense. She does a lot of moves that you just you don't see other people do. His replay. That was a, I like that transition into the backbreaker a lot. This big, big power slam. Yeah, I really like Marina's offense. I really do. Zicky coming out to the ring right now. I've got a funny story about uh, about this gimmick, about this little bit. But I think uh, I think I think they actually show Marina walking to the back before they proceed with this little Ziggy Dice challenge thing. Let me see. Do they show Marina going in the back before they do this? I guess not. Anyway, so... So, yeah, Zicky Dice pulls this kid out of the crowd. 
Trip Jordan. I love this. You're 18. <laughs> I love this part. <laughs> Both your parents are dead? Outlandish. So he's got his gimmick is right now he pulls a fan out of the crowd, and if the fan beats him, they win 5000 bucks out of his fanny pack. Two weeks, two, three weeks before this set of tapings, me and Zicky went to a show in uh, Atlanta, just south of Atlanta at the Motors, Atlanta Motor Speedway. It was at the Georgia State Fair, and there was a UCW show out there. Zicky was in the main event. And he comes out at the beginning of the show and does this. He challenges everybody. I love that that pop-up slam that he just did right there. But um, he does that. He comes out at the beginning of the show and challenged. He does exactly that. He challenges everybody in the crowd, $5,000 if they can pin him, which sets up his main event match with Big Con, Connor from the Ascension slash The Awakening. Uh and that, that was the whole setup, was the whole $5,000 in the fanny pack thing. So I don't know what the setup for this is going to be. And I see him wins with a clothesline. Fucking easiest day at the office for Zicky. So I see him doing this while I'm sitting behind the hard camera and I'm watching. And I'm just laughing and shaking my head because I know where this is from. He, he did this two weeks ago. <laughs> Zicky... You know, as if you're not aware, I kind of brought it up earlier. Zicky is a producer on this show, and he just straight up didn't book himself for a match on the first set of tapings. So on this set, he was like, "I guess I'll do something." <laughs> Logan Creed coming out to the ring. Uh, if you want to actually watch Zicky Dice versus Logan Creed, you can do so on the Impact Plus app, Lariato Pro. I think it's episode nine. Yeah, so look at this. Marina Shafir and Danny Jordan backstage. Danny says, nice match. Marina picks up a pin. Marina picks up a pin and basically tells Danny to write her name in her burn book, setting up a potential match in the future, I guess, between Marina Shafir and Danny Jordan, which we were not able to do at the last set of tapings. Danny Jordan, unfortunately, suffering an injury from a actual car accident that she had not too long ago. So her and Marina were not able to have that match. So Marina wrestled Savannah Evans in a very, very good match, which I cannot wait to air. Watching a little bit of Tim Storm versus Pretty Peter Avalon. They're doing this. They're, they're sprinkling in some some matches from from other shows to to kind of pad everything out on these episodes. Even though I think we filmed plenty enough on these shows. Yeah, so we've got... Let's take a look at the Ye old Run Sheet. So let's see. We have... Beef Candy versus Rapture happened earlier in the night. Seven minutes. Uh, according to my run sheet, okay. So, oh, all right. So first we had Ash and Star, Ryan Rembrandt, seven minute segment. I think they probably went about that. Beef Capsi, Beef Candy versus Rapture, supposed to be a seven minute segment. Uh, I guess it might have been about that. And it says Tate Twins run in on my run sheet, but it was actually an Infamy run in, huh? I uh, oh shit, my bad. I pressed pause. Real quick. 
Um, go ahead, and I guess I guess we can use this to do a little timestamp check. I am at 30 minutes and 29 seconds right now, so speed up or slow down if you need to. So yeah, it says Tate Twins were supposed to run in, but it was actually the Rapture. I don't know when that decision got made, but so that's fun. Marina Shafir, Brooke Havoc, five minutes segment. Uh, then we have the Zicky Dice. It says Zicky Dice versus dot, 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 dot. <laughs> Four minutes total with Logan Creed running. We got that. So now we've got this Tim Storm versus Pretty Peter Avalon match. And then we've got one more match following that. That is our main event, AC Mack and Arya Davari, which I am actually really excited to see that match. I haven't seen it since it happened. I actually might do a little bit of commentary for that one myself because it was good. Um, definitely got some stories from that match too. There was a little, a little uh, issue with a fan in the crowd that I'm sure is not going to make it to to tape. I'm actually curious to see how they handle that. Peter Avalon is a really big part of the United Wrestling Network. A really big part of the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood scene. Tim Storm, I'm I'm most familiar with with his work uh, at NWA out here in Atlanta. You know, I, NWA's having hard times too out here in a couple of weeks. I was showing my wife the card this morning. I was like, shit, I don't know. I might I might go to this. You know, I not exactly the biggest fan of of the NWA since you know I guess post pandemic times. I guess you can call it, but. I don't know. It's an interesting card. I wouldn't mind seeing it. DQ, Tim Storm turning heel. I don't know what the context is here, but fuck Peter Avalon, I guess. Tim Storm letting him have it. The referee is not doing a whole lot to stop him right now. I like this venue that they're in. Are they in like a fucking bar or something? That's far from a perfect storm. This is a hurricane. Jesus fucking Christ. These one-liners, man. I wonder how long he was sitting on that. I wonder how long he was sitting on that. Uh, That's not a storm. That's a hurricane. I think that's Johnny, too. That sounds like that's Johnny LaCosta doing that. Which, yeah, that's par for the course. Johnny's great, you know. If if you're not familiar with Johnny, he was in he was in WWE for a spell. I think he was doing 205 Live over there. I'm not super familiar with anything that he's done outside of Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. A lot of the people that I work with, I'm only familiar with from working with them. Dave Marquez, the first time I was ever familiar or hip to Dave Marquez in any way was he was the ringside interviewer and and NWA a couple of years ago. And that was the first time I ever saw Dave Marquez. I had no idea that he's been a part of the wrestling business for over 30 fucking years. As long as I've been alive, Dave Marquez has been a part of the wrestling business. I had no idea that he had worked with WWF, WCW. If you watch Dark Side of the Ring, you see him. I didn't know he worked for XPW until that fucking episode of Dark Side of the Ring came out. And I hear him talking about... You know, part of his job with XPW was he also had to edit porn. <laughs> I want to ask him about that next time we're, we're at a set of tapings. So, yeah, to add a bunch of porn, huh, Dave? 
Arya Devari. This guy can work, man. This is a good match right here that you guys are about to watch. This is our main event for the night. Elephant in the room. I'm going to straight up, let's, let's talk about it. Not a lot of fans in the crowd. And kind of a bummer. You know, this is center stage. Uh, for me, anytime there's a wrestling show at center stage, I always want to go watch it just because I love the venue so much. But we couldn't pull in very many fans. On this night, we might have just over 100 maybe. Um, we curtained off some of the venue to make it look a little bit smaller, but it's still, as you can tell, very sparse. We ran on a Thursday. That was another bummer about working center stage was all of our shows were on Thursdays. So I would get home at fucking midnight, sometimes not till 1 o'clock on, on Thursday, filming with Championship Wrestling, and then I've got to be up in the morning for work the next day. There is... You just saw AC point to the the right side of the ringside area. There are some fans over there that uh, have had a little bit to drink. And they get a little rowdy. By these by the time these last couple of matches were happening, right before this was Effie versus Andy Brown, they started getting real rowdy during that match, but they got a couple of them got kind of unbearable during this match. And I, I can't wait to see what happens because because like I said, there was there was a little there's a piece of uh, of this match, I don't know how they handle it. I don't know if it makes it to tape, but there's a little issue that takes place ringside. That um, if I was, let's just say, if I was Arya, I wouldn't have handled it as well as he did. Crowd chant for AC Mack, the local boy. <laughs> It's so funny because like I I feel like Arya works babyface a lot of a lot of places, but like here they were like, all right, we need you to be a heel, and AC's gonna be the babyface. And you know I've seen AC work several times since I've been here in Atlanta, and I've only ever seen him work heel, and it was so weird. But I think both of them did a good job. I prefer AC as a heel though, but Arya is a great heel, great great heel. I love like just little things like this, like taking his time after the big shoulder tackle into the corner. Just his body language is perfect. Can't say enough good things about Arya Davari. Ooh, big crossbody from AC Mack. Just a two count. Quick timestamp check. We are at 37 minutes and 37 seconds right now. Got about 13 minutes of this show left. Gilbert, of course you're talking about Arya Davari getting some good training after being let go from the WWE. That's uh, That'll come into play on that little story I've got for later in this match. But yeah, the like I said earlier, the first two sets of tapings that we did, both the, the center stage ones, we had a lot of, of ex-WWE talent. The only one that we had in Norcross was Marina. Outside of Marina, the only quote-unquote big names that we had was we had Effie again. 
Um, we had Alan Angels from AEW, known as Five. Alan also a uh, he from out here in Atlanta. I, I saw him wrestle in Southern Honor before he signed with AEW. But outside of that, I think that was really the. I think that was really the only big names. I mean, we had Z- we had Zicky and we had John Schuyler at the the last set of tapings, but it's really it. Doc Gallows was there, but he was just there to sign autographs before the show. I don't know. I don't know how many tickets that moved. I can't imagine it was that many. Odds are, if you live anywhere near Atlanta, you've probably already got a Doc Gallows autograph hanging up at your house. Crowd was into it though. You know, we didn't have much of a crowd, but but they were into it. Some of them a little too into it, but they were definitely into it. I I will say once again, I am excited for episode ten that will be airing soon. The first episode filmed out of the Space Event Center in Norcross because I think the crowd was was pretty into it. It seemed like a hot crowd. I think the crowd might have even been a little bit bigger too. You know, here, I'd be shocked if this is over 100 people. I think we were probably about 150 in Norcross. Shoots him into the ropes. Goes for the kick, but Arya Davari powders outside of the ring. Yeah, the cameraman's not really, he's not really getting in there. He's not really getting in there. Uh, there was a match. I can't remember which one it was, but I was watching one of these matches. It might have been from last week's tapings, but one of the cameramen straight up just had his hand in front of the camera. Pulling the rug out under from under AC Mack. I love the he, the, the carpet stuff that he does in this match. Uh, Arya Devar has got a lot of good carpet, uh, carpet tricks, I guess you could say. <laughs> All right, they go to the break here. I think it might have been during the break whenever what happened happened. I'm not sure. Let's see what happens whenever we come back from break. But once again, talking about an AEW pay-per-view that's already aired, which if you're curious to see what I thought about Full Gear, you can check the back catalog. Last week's episode, we talked all about it. Survivor Series are going to be watching at the Dave and Buster's in Memphis. Guess what is a pay-per-view I don't give a damn to watch. Another thing we can talk about, WWE just just let go of a bunch of more wrestlers. All of the Hit Row folks got let go. Jackson Riker, Tegan Knox, John Morrison. Uh, who else? Drake Maverick. Probably a few other people. Citing budget cuts, which drives me up a fucking wall because... Ain't no other wrestling company, big or small, had to cut anybody due to budget cuts this year. And don't none of them make the kind of money that WWE makes. So, once again, I, if I haven't said it on the show or if I don't say it enough, fuck the WWE. You're not going to catch me going out of my way to promote their shit on my show. I'll tell you that right now. I might watch some old shit or something. Like, we did that, we did that NXT watch along a while back on here, but... You're not going to catch me talking about WWE shit anytime soon. Ice-T car shield commercials, which, uh, all right. <laughs> I guess we can't do the Ric Flair once for a while. 2400 Hell yeah. 
we were backstage. I think it was at this set of tapings. And somebody, I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked Dave Marquez, what exactly is Car Shield? And Dave was like, you know, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I think it might be like an extended warranty place. I don't know. <laughs> and that popped me. That popped me a lot harder than it probably should have. Back inside of the ring. Let's see, where are we? We're at four, just over 43 minutes. 43 minutes and three seconds. I wonder if it's happened. It might not have. I guess it's good that you can't really hear the fans too well right now. Um, I don't know what it sounds like if you've got headphones on. I'm, I'm watching this through my my monitor speakers, which admittedly aren't the greatest. But basically, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell the story. I've been teasing this long enough. I said there was some fans on the right side of the ring that were, you know, getting a little rowdy. One of them tried to start a un unsavory chant towards Arya. Uh, I think he tried to start a You Got Fired chant, which is kind of fucked up. Um, and Arya goes over there and confronts the guy. And the guy's got a drink in his hand, and Arya straight knocks the fucking drink out of his hand. <laughs> and I think that happened during that commercial break. If it didn't happen during that one, it might happen during another one, but I'm pretty sure we were at commercial whenever it happened. And I remember us going backstage after the after the show, and that's what everybody wanted to talk to Arya about. Dude, are you all right dealing with that shit earlier? And Arya was just like, I mean, you know, I knocked his drink out of his hand. What was I, what was I going to do, you know? And... I told him, I was like, you're a better man than me. <laughs> Punched him right in the fucking mouth if he would have said that shit to me. Arya does look great, though. They talked about how he's, uh, you know, training to get bigger after after getting let go. And I can see it. He looks great. Clean looking submission locked in. AC Mack looking to reverse it. Maybe looking for a backslide. I said that, Johnny. Johnny gets out of that. It's going for a clothesline. Misses it. Oh, double clothesline. Everybody's favorite spot. Yeah, AC, AC and David Ali are two Atlanta guys that, you know, I, I think are... If there isn't already plans in place for them to be the biggest stars of championship wrestling, I think there will be because... I think those two guys get great get great reactions from the crowds, obviously being local Atlanta guys, but yeah, these Yeah, I I basically already said all of that. What Gilbert's saying right now, I basically already said all that. You can actually see the fan. Uh you saw him a minute ago. You could actually see the fan that was being an asshole on the outside. He's wearing a white hat, I think. AC Mack might be looking to fly, and he does. Tope Suicida. Back in the ring. Is he looking for one more? Oh, and he catches them once again with a Tope Suicida. Gets Arya back in the ring. Big flying clothesline. Has he just done it? That's not going to win a fucking match, Johnny. You know better than that. 
both of these men been working for a little while at this point. I think we're about at the 10-minute point in this match, which for a championship wrestling match is pretty long. <laughs> uh, looking at this, this run sheet one more time, a lot of really short segments on here. The main event of each show got 14 minutes, and that's from like the second you walk out till the end of the match. That's that's including entrances and everything. Here at Center Stage, the entrances did not take up a lot of time, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but I know during during the Norcross tapings, we had we had three dark matches. And I was kind of being trusted with the the direction to the wrestlers, who's going to go out first, what the timing and all that's going to be and Basically, what I was having to tell them, because all of them got three minutes, and in Norcross, there was actually a pretty good walk from the entrance ramp, because they actually got a proper entrance ramp. There was a pretty good walk from the entrance ramp to the ring. So I was telling everybody, I was like, look, basically, when I hit your music, you go out there, hit a quick pose, and then haul ass to the ring, because you've got three minutes from the second I press play to the second the bell rings. Here you can you can actually get a little bit out of three minutes and at the Space Event Center in Norcross, not so much. You got <laughs> and he does. Nope, and he does. <laughs> he keeps fucking commentary over because he doesn't hold on to the ropes. <laughs> oh man, Johnny doesn't know what to do. Oh, he's got the ropes. No, he doesn't. Never mind. I'm lying. I fucking lied. But yeah, so there's a lot of three-minute, four-minute, five-minute, seven-minute segments. Baron Black versus Manny Lemon, six minutes. Heather Monroe versus Rekka Tahaka, seven minutes. Juicy Finale versus Dean Alexander, five minutes. You know, there's a lot of these, but yeah, every main event gets 14 minutes. These guys are beat up at this point. I think Devar's, yep, 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 there it is. Just, that's exactly what I was thinking. He's about to do the magic carpet ride. I love this spot so much. This spot popped me. I think he actually does it at some point. I'm pretty sure. Maybe that wasn't it. I know he does it. I know for a fucking fact he does it. Okay. About to say, AC, don't prove. Don't make me look like an asshole because I'm pretty sure I remember Arya doing that spot. AC back, trying to get control, trying to go for the finish. Mac 10. I didn't know that's what he called the. Of course, that's what he calls it, Mac 10. Big super kick. Now he's going for it, I think. Is he? Yep. Now, here it is. I love this. Got the five below carpet. <laughs> I think I've got one just like it outside of my door. Here it is. <laughs> I love that so much. Why don't you come with me, little girl, on a magic carpet ride? That's the three count. AC Mac wins. Now he is running away. But yeah, so it must have happened during the commercial break where that fan was trying to chant, you got fired to Arya Davari. And Arya walked up. That's the guy. You just saw him flipping off Arya with the fucking white hat on. What a prick. 
And I think we tell everybody before the show, like, you know, hey, this is a PG show, so no obscene hand gestures, no no obscene chants. This guy didn't get the fucking memo. Look at him just dancing with his fingers up. Jackass. What a jackass. Dude, I'd have fucking laid him out if I was Arya. Fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. And that's it. And that is it. 52 minutes worth of recording right now. Holy shit. Well, that is uh, the last episode of Championship Wrestling to emanate from center stage. We could go back in the future. I've got no idea if we are, but, you know, you never say never. Anything could happen. But I just wanted to do this. I, I wanted to do this episode for a couple of reasons. One, I am about to go out of town for the Thanksgiving holiday, so I just wanted to do something that I didn't have to edit very much. And that's what watch-alongs are for, right? So there's that, and also... You know, as a wrestling fan and with Center Stage, that is a a place that I've spoken very highly of here on this podcast. Getting to work in that venue meant the world to me and it was very important to me. And I'm so thankful to all of the folks at Championship Wrestling from Atlanta for having me and for allowing me to be a part of the team. And this was my first official night really working with them. I was at the first set of tapings, but I was I was really just, just bringing people from the airport and hanging out, you know. This was the first night I actually did any work. And, yeah, so thankful to Dave Marquez and Zicky Dice and all those other guys. Uh, Zicky, don't think I've forgotten about you. I've got a video coming your way, homie. Hashtag book Ricky Slice. But until then, thank you guys so much for checking out this week's episode of Main Event Heat. I hope all of you have a great Thanksgiving holiday. I know I will try to do my best to have one myself. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can do so by finding at SweetSexyRob on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to write into the show, you can do so by sending an email to MainEventHeat at Yahoo. And if you would like to support the show, the best way you can do that is by picking up a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. And once again, thanks for hanging out. (laughs) 